Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast for agents by agents, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Jeff and Phil run a residential real estate team that will close over $250 million worth of homes in 2018, and they are sharing their insights on growing a team and winning in the living room with actual buyers and sellers. Enjoy. Hey! Oh, hey. I feel like we got to roll in. Welcome to today's episode number 27. Is there enough room for me in that? picture is it all about phil today? no yeah you're in it you are oh in oh, it. Oh, hey. oh yeah hey we got uh shanley helping out today mo man on vacation uh-huh. hope you're enjoying new york mo man mm. and uh we'll see you we'll see you when you come back but today jeff we've been having a debate a major debate right like trying to simplify well i think it, the that the guests that we had on proved that we are unclear Actually, that the industry is unclear what putting the consumer first and creating a better customer experience and how that's different than what we're talking about. But yet everybody tells us about the let's what I call the I call it the customer experience. Yeah, the customer experience. But, but, but everybody says that that's what it is. And I'm like, that's not what it is. And All right. So we've had guests and we've had conversations. We've had side or what hallway conversations with people when we talk about putting the consumer first and they all lean towards improving the customer experience. Right. But it's different than what open door is, is that's improving the actual real estate process. And that's the debate that people can't like, they can't see. I think it's because they believe that the process is only this in a box right this is the process that i do for real estate and because they all do it they're like well it can't be this because i do it this way and i'm saying it's different um bro hey, up, all right we're sweet. doing well hope you're doing well so hey, he was our first person to receive the agent truth uh, and he still likes and us. he still likes that's us good. that's awesome that's right. agenttruth.com right filled, he filled out the report yep and we're working on all the other ones diligently so he could be graded yeah. by Jeff Seabach. Right. Well, not just clients. Jeff Seabach, but it's an algorithm that we've figured out that yes. grades all agents, including myself. So, All right. So in the debate, we had I actually had a conversation with a good friend of mine who, when I told him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we introduce the good friend? Are you talking about Nobi, Nobu Hubata? I mean. Nobu like, Hara? Hara. Yes. No, what did I say? I, I don't know, but no, I wasn't talking about Nobu oh, Hara. Okay. But he, I did have a Name conversation Robert. with Nobu about um, our podcast. I had a conversation with DPL. That's actually who I was going oh, okay, cool. to talk about. Okay, cool. People know DPL. Shout out to Deep Patrick Lewis, who is... Deep Patrick Lewis, realtor. Realtor. Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Yeah. Arizona Association of Realtors president next year elect is what they call that president elect yep he's going to be the president he's already been named he's going to go forward he got named years ago right the line to presidency is uh years he's the the president of what aar arizona that's a big one wasn't we actually already had an aar president as a guest we did jim jim was jim was a past president of aar yes DPL. So now you're dropping another name of a. You're just saying you're highly connected. With you President only hang out with presidents of AAR. Is that what you're saying? I, dude, it's. I didn't know him. I knew him then. Oh. I'm, oh what I'm saying oh. is, when you hang out with me, if you want to be the president of the AAR, that's a path that obviously can happen. Okay. 
No, DPL is, uh, I call him the future governor of Arizona. He was, it was DPL not with us at John Hall? He was. That's why you're saying we knew him before. Yeah. And we just got lucky that now he's 2006. going up the ranks to be president of AAR. And so when I talked to him, because we actually, he asked that I MC the inauguration of him becoming president. There's a. He asked you personally? Yeah, he was like, "Hey Phil, will you come be the MC of this uh, of this dinner for me?" That's hey, awesome. Uh, well, we uh, we haven't told you where it's going to be yet, which I'm really excited about doing. But in preparation for that meeting, I called him and said, you know, just had a conversation with him. And of course, you know what came up, Jeff? Putting the customer this real estate the solution, a real estate podcast. Time to put the consumer first. What is? Oh, did he bring it up or do you? Do? Of course, I brought it up. It's oh, you? Podcast. Oh, it's our podcast. Okay. Yeah, I brought it up and um, told him about some of the things that we're talking about and how we're trying to put the consumer first and do a better uh, job for the client. And he said to me, one of the things that he uses, and I'm sorry that I'm dropping your name, DPL. I don't mean to throw you under the bus by any means, but he said one of the we things should probably that he invite does, him. We should. Yeah. Is that he brings a coloring set when he knows that kids are going to be a part of a showing. Because DPL's okay. got kids. We both have boys. He's got, I don't know. Is I your kids are one, four, and six? Is zero, two, and six? Zero, oh, is zero? Yeah. You're not, when two you're months. live, you're not. Oh, zero. Oh, two months. Point okay. three. What is that? All right. Point. Anyone, so Phil's got small kids. DPL has small kids. Uh-huh. So because he's aware of that, he brings coloring a coloring sedus. He brings crayons and uh, he brings distractors to showings so that the kids have something to do other than distract their parents. And although very wise, yes, that is speaking about the customer experience, which is the words that you used when we started. When I used to say it's not that's what people that's that's we're we're different. I'm drawing a line, right? And then we had another guest on that said. Um, when you do client events and you bring people in to have a good time, to mingle, to socialize, that that is right, the broker the, of a very popular, yes, right? that, that is improving the customer experience. Right, customer experience over there. And, I, when I, and, when I, and then when I talked to you, you said, no, that's not what it is. Yes, and you say, why not? Well, why what isn't is it? Well, yeah, then, and I'm like, it? well, that's the debate that we're going to talk about today because um, I pride myself on my ability to pull out analogies so to me <laughs> here's the one that i came up well, with. online dating is the best one ever but well all right that is a top there so when you go to let's say that you're the arizona diamondbacks and nobody's coming to buy your season tickets well if you add a fanatic they have a is there i haven't been to a baseball game in a while is there a guy that's the there's an arizona d-back is there a snake you're talking about Baxter? Baxter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Baxter, right? He's a Bobcat. Right. Right. So they have the little game where the three guys, the ketchup, the mustard, and the, the relish race around the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Called customer experience. Okay. Right. So we have so Baxter and then we have the seventh inning stretch and we have, they serve food and they have craft beer customer experience right like yes. meaning that if you're gonna take kids there so they often give away tickets and they say you can bring your kid for free or half price or you can get a hot dog and a thing customer experience bobblehead bobblehead nights yes right all customer all great things to help entertain and 
give a good experience when you're there. Great things to help sell tickets. Right? Make baseball games entertaining. Right, because yeah. it's boring as shit, right? Like, I love baseball, but it is. Well, it's pretty, dude, you went to the best game of last year. Uh, yeah, I go over to, I went to you, one was game. Was that boring? No, I went to the, well, no, not if you see the best game, it's never okay. boring. That was All right. Anyway, but what I'm after is, is that, so it's hard to sell season tickets. Like the Suns now that they drafted, we're going to switch sports. Okay. Because it's the same thing for the Suns. You go there, they have, uh, they have the Suns dancers, right? They dance, they introduce like a bunch of cheerleaders dressed in skimpy stuff, right? Because they know it's a man's sport, so they're trying to attract the men's audience. And then they got the golden dancers that come, the people over 60, I guess what it is. They dance at halftime, maybe not as, you know, but the, the audience <laughs> loves the golden dancers, yeah. right? The golden girls? The go- no, it's some, oh. but there's, there's guys too. It's yeah, like, yeah. there's like a hundred of them out there, yeah, right? Like no, one for it. every type. But be, the crowd goes wild. I mean, it's just the fun stuff. But they have, um, you know, they have food there, same thing. And then they have giveaways and bobbleheads and all the whole thing. But that sells some tickets. But the best way for the Suns or the D-backs is to actually improve their game play. Because the more games that they win... Uh, meaning, like, so the Diamondbacks need to become better hitters, and they need to become better pitchers, and they need to field better. Okay. Okay. That's not the customer experience, right? Because okay. that—that's the—it's the, different. It's the product of baseball. The game. The game. It's why baseball has gone to a clock on the pitcher. Right. The batter. And the batter. Yeah. Everybody's got a clock now because if they take too effing long, people don't want to come to the game. Right. And what I'm describing is that part of the real estate transaction that with time to put the consumer first because the it's why I think that Open Door is doing it better because when I go to sell a house, they ask me, they make it very easy versus the real estate agent that like I have to come out and right like to me we but this is just the the direction of what real estate agents have to figure out is that I need to make the process more convenient more right versus because right now we're like go shop on your own if we're trying to make the process of buying a house easier we would Mm change the way that home buying is done versus now i mean we're selling 65 percent of our houses where the consumer's coming without the realtor so the realtor's not even involved in that process and i'm saying how can we not be scared that we're not trying to help improve the process of buying and selling houses whether they like it or not but we have to interesting so you're not you. You're saying, and I mean, if you go back to the baseball analogy, the best way to sell more tickets is to win more, because then you don't actually need all the other stuff, because you're right. Like for instance, pennant, you're bringing home the Yankees, the trophy. Their stadium was shitty. Yeah. Like I went to the Yankee Stadium, it was garbage, but it was freaking packed every night. Why? 
because they're a damn good baseball team. And when they were winning, like, you're there because of the excitement. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. They didn't have the ketchup and the mustard running around, right? Like, they didn't – like, the, who's the Yankees mascot? The baseball or is that the Met? I don't know who the Yankee mascot is. No idea. Somebody please answer that. Somebody I'm sure that somebody team. knows the Yankee ma- the mascot or whatever. And they still – but they are the New York Yankees. They still try to improve the experience. Yes, yes. And they, they got a new state. Both. Still, right, you do both. You then do you both. get you, – you increase the size of the audience. Demand. Yes. Right. All right. right. So then- and that, I'm saying that we can increase demand for ourselves as agents by making the exp- – not the experience, right? Like – but by making us better, right? Like by what is our batting practice? Is that our list to sales ratio? Yes, I think it is. Okay. Right? Like, so to me, but I don't hear people, I don't see classes, how to improve your uh, list. list to sell ratio. I've never seen that as a title out there. Yeah. Right? And I hear, okay, you can deliver flowers and donuts and cat, you know what I mean? And act like we, I mean, all good ideas, all good, but that's not what we're talking about here. That's the customer experience. I mean, because Phil reached out to NAR, what is he? He's big dog. Nobu? Nobu. Yeah. He, I, what's his official Hada? Hada. 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 With a T. Nobu Bada. You met him. I did. Up at, uh, Nobu is his first name. Yeah. Hada. No, no, there's so super nice guy. Yes. Yeah. So he goes around all the different associations and he meets with Google and here's what's going on with consumer trends. And then he goes to the associations and he talks about what the, to help educate agents so that they can do a better job for their clients. Right. So when you went with him and said, we're looking for people that are putting the consumer first, he said, improving the customer experience. I was using the wrong words. Oh, I do a bad your job fault. of explaining what, yeah. so what that's this what... means. Right. Cause I don't know that time to put the consumer first is the most, uh, let's see. Time to put the consumer first. Raul, you're right. It is scary because Raul said it's scary with now Zillow and Open Door and no mascot. Yeah, winning cures all. Right, yes. Jeremy. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Is that I mean, it's why we came out with the first of our classes, and that is photo seduction. Photo seduction. Right. So the solution is actually making real estate agents better. How yes. To make agent, real estate agents better at their job. Yes. More and in doing that, you're putting the consumer first, yeah, because rather I, than the customer experience. Yeah. Because uh, what I think is wow. is that realtors think of doing the better job is get more listings, but that's not doing it better for the consumer. Because at the end of the day, we have clients, and that if we sold houses for, um, so statistically we sell our houses for 5.3% more than the average agent. So that is a, a stat that we use that is because we are trying to make it better because if we sell our house, but that's it. Because what does every seller want for sure? Convenience. Yes. And? More money. And? Less hassle. Yeah, right. Okay. So that is one piece of it is they always want more money. Yeah. Nobody, you don't go to somebody and they say, say, do you want less money? They don't go, yep. Right. But you go to some people and you say, do you want an immediate offer to get out of your house? And it might be less than. Well, because no. And but then sometimes they say yes to that. But I think it's this, is that if the convenience only makes me lose 1% all day, I'll take it. But my argument is, is that realtors are not trying to figure oh, out 4%. that. 
Right. Well, it depends on how much it is. And then, well, because there's transaction costs that are occurring. So in, in the, the, the solution about getting real estate agents to get better at the job, not necessarily improving the customer experience, then you're talking about, um, like now when I watch the Diamondbacks play, it seems like they have the shift on all the time. Yes. Like they're That's to prevent the batter from getting a hit. Because when the batter gets less hits, they score less runs and the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but you win. never see that. You you rarely saw that five years ago. What is I don't know. When did it become so popular that now I got shifts? Like I don't even want to call them a shortstop and a second baseman anymore because it seems like they're playing the third baseman is playing over in front of second base as much as he's playing in front of third base. It just seems I mean, I don't I know it's not that prevalent. But to me, in using your analogy, it's like what are agents doing that is the shift in baseball right now? Right. I mean, it's why you saw the movie. What was that movie called? Well, I thought about Moneyball, but I don't know that that was an accurate analogy. All right. All right. Let's see Jim what the Mitchell. audience says, Jim. All right. Jeff, are you saying that on 6.5 out of every 10 of your own listings, you or a member of your team also represent that buyer in that transaction? That's what most. No. That's most. What most people think, and that's uh, no. no. That what? is unusually high compared to the average agent. Why do you think you have that kind of success? That's not what he's saying. Okay. What? First of all, to clarify it. So on sixty to sixty-five percent of our transactions, the buyer of the house responds to our marketing, identifies themselves engages with us but we because we love realtors we don't try to steal that client unless yeah. like for instance we had one last year blackout blackout it's like hockey but no blackout asu they want this week customer experience customer experience right now what we're talking like, about well, no but or does everybody <laughs> want to go like i'm now gonna watch the next asu game if they would have the u of a is zero and two i don't know that i'm gonna watch that but if you – here's why – this is my pitch to the audience is that if you make the experience better, guess what? Mm. More referrals come. More – a lot more referrals come. Yeah, okay. But okay. You're, um, you're talking about – got to finish Jim's point though, yes. Go ahead. All right. So we'll, – Jim, we, I, I appreciate we, the question, Jim. We we're meet, finish we meet the, the buyer comes. What I'm saying is, is that they – because we're actually – we do things to improve the house. The buyer, because we know that – they're all going through the internet and they're going to find their house on their own because the realtor's not helping the buyer find the houses anymore. That if we do what's called direct to consumer advertising, the consumers come directly to us. But again, because we um, are uh, true to other realtors, we're not Dude, actively trying to cut no, them out. It's right? a twofer. We're not actually trying to cut them out. But, but also, also, we know that, the bet, that they're more likely to buy that house if they work with the agent that they want because then their friend, agent, or whoever. Right. We represent – in the, in this, in the, what it is is we know that we represent our seller only, and the most important thing for the seller is get to get the highest offer. So we're okay with just representing the seller and letting that buyer come because we know that if we – push then maybe the other agent that's going to not be cut out of the deal may say oh well they got turn rights or they yeah. got whatever or something or there's ghosts or whatever the story may be and all of a sudden that deal comes together that all of those we've heard all of those we've heard yeah yeah and that if we don't if we just say hey let your agent just have your agent write up the deal they write up the deal last year we had what kind of story time we yeah. all you're it was a dark stormy night so you're gonna tell jim 
You answered Jim's question now. Okay, yeah. So, so, now tell so we only represent, I don't know. I mean, what happened was is there was a deal last year. We had, you were at the open house. How many people up north? We, we worked with the seller for about six weeks and trying to get their house ready, maybe seven weeks. It was a lot. Yeah. And they wanted top dollar for the I'm house. Sure 90, had, I mean, in my mind, 90 is the number, but I'm sure 75, it was 75, 75 sets of people through the $900,000 house the first weekend. weekend. It was awesome. Right. It was crazy. I, I was having, I felt like a, um, I worked at Universal Studios for a minute because I would gather people in the entryway of the house and I would say, okay, and our next tour is starting in 15 minutes. <laughs> Because there was too many people there. Well, you had another agent with you. Yes. And then the what happened was, is in this case, it was one of the few where we were represented. We asked, the, the, so the buyer comes through the house. And the buyer then follows up with our agent who was there. Was he there? I don't know. Anyway. No. And then they say, I want to come back and see it again. Mm-hmm. And he takes him again. He sends him comps, introduces him to a lender, and then... Once they had talked about values because there was multiple offers in the house and we advised them through this whole process. At the end, then the buyer says, oh, our realtor is going to write the offer on a $900,000 house after all of these, this Work five days yeah. of negotiating and showing, show, multiple showing. showings and lenders Lender and comp and discussions yeah. and all this. At the end, they're like, oh, well, why didn't your realtor show the house? Well, he said, I don't think you guys are going to buy it. I don't think, I think that's not something you're going to like, so you can go on your own. Fail. Right. Okay. But then that guy wanted to get paid for all of the other stuff that was done because he was ignoring his client. I know it's not fair. I didn't say it was fair, but either way. So in that instance, we represented the client, but we usually like, but when he said, hey, you know, you if you're working with someone, you should have them. And, they, and he said, nah, you guys aren't going to buy it. We're, you know, we figured we had to get the information from you. Well, but All Jim right, said, so, this is unusually high. So No, Jim said, ah, gotcha. Thank you for the clarification. Okay, cool. All right. And then Raul said, here's a dumb question. What is the average price range? Is it just below 200000 or does it work in the same as higher price? Our average sales price is 600 So it's actually the higher price ranges to me, the more often it happens because – the buyer, I'm not going to say smarter. They just make more money, right? Like they're well, the wealthier people don't believe they need an agent anymore. Like this is the mindset that we as agents have created is that they don't, not that. I, you mean I, not providing value. That we're not providing value. Not value to work Right. With. So that they don't think that they need, they, they're like, oh, I can buy a house. I just walk over. I bought a house that way or whatever. So they're, and we're allowing this to happen. It's. Gilbert says analytics is what baseball teams are utilizing now, including the D-backs, no longer relying on old processes to be successful. Right. It's why we came out with agenttruth.com because it's analytics. So things like your uh, – Similar to agents no longer relying on old processes, he says. Right. And Raul's average is just under 200000 Rule to me, honestly, it's just – it's the same under uh, – it's still high. We don't see a difference in price We ranges. don't see a difference in price range is my point, not – it only happens in a high price range. It happens because of speed. Here's why. The, the National Association of Realtors has a stat that we pay attention to. So, Phil, question. Should we ask the audience? What three stats 
are the key things that have to happen in every transaction. The three main, what NAR says is the three main things that determines a house selling or not. Ask that again. What are the three what? I don't know how they define it, but they say, what are the three things that are the key, the most important three things in selling a house? In selling, the, the essence of selling. Can I go get gotcha. more water? Or- more water? Yeah. Why you wait for them to answer or can I guess? All right, you guess. Price? Yes. Always. Well, price is always, but good. Well done. Good job. Can I guess again? Yeah. And the audience, if you want to guess, you can guess too. Price is one of the three things. What are the other two things? Access. Access, right? So what the what the open house provides, because we're going to have, I'm going to, we're going to have a future guest on that's going to come in because there's some agents out there that still think that open houses don't sell houses. And I believe this is an absolute farce in the industry and that we got to stop telling the world this because we don't want to, to work as hard, but access because when the house is open, they just walk in. It's what open door has made very successful, right? Access. What's the third thing? Curb appeal. Curb appeal. Well done. Good night, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. NAR stats, right? It's different than what sells the house for more money. It's just price access and curb appeal. Should we continue with that or we get to Jim's question next? Okay, so what it is is that here's why. is because at 200,000 rule, right, if they see a house and it's priced right, what does the consumer do 70% of the time? You're at, who are you asking? The audience. What do you think the consumer, like if you're online, you're watching on realtor.com. Now, if you've been following the show, we've given this answer away. So we'll see who's paying attention, right? What did my doctor friend in the son's tickets thing pool? pool what did they do when they saw a house that was priced right in the area they were looking? What did they do? Do we need a drum roll? We need. We have to wait we're slow. Delay. Yeah. Wait. Slow drum roll. Oh, Gilbert guessed it. They drove by the house. They drove by the house. <laughs> okay, Gilbert. Right. Oh, they contact the agent. No, said they no, the agent. no, 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 no. due diligence. No, no, no. That. Actually, that is something that's no longer happening. They contact the listing agent. They called the listing agent. Yeah, no, 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 no. Seventy percent of the time, the buyer gets in their car. And drives over to the house. That's a lot. Hmm. Due diligence. Yeah, that's why I'm not making it up. Right? 70% of the time. Not like, and the 30% of the time they live in Milwaukee. So, yeah, they, only if they can't get there themselves. If not, they send their friend or neighbor over to. Bro- yeah, their boss or yeah. coworker or whatever. Yeah. They go on Google Earth and they look at it from outside. But yeah. honestly, this is why photo seduction class is so key, but why we, we need it out there. Unfortunately, it's not a, a least a inexpensive class, but they have to, that's why we got to work on this, right? Like it has to look good. Cool. So if it's priced right and they can get in to see it right now, it has the opportunity to sell, right? So Jim I just want to know, I mean, it's a hard, we're going to answer Jim's question, but I just, I just am, am stuck on the solution being, um, Real estate agents getting better at the transaction. 
I'm stuck on that concept. I think that that is. It's hard uh, to explain. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard I, to come to up me, with. Here's a path. We don't. It's not like we have a path to say. We know what we do now, but would you consider how we run our business in uh, similar to well, the shift? I mean, we that's can, now happening in baseball. Say that again. I was would you consider attention. how we're running our business now <laughs> to be similar to the shift that's now happening in baseball? Uh, no, I would describe it as the um, because I would say Open Door is almost a different game. Would you describe what Open Door is doing? Yes, as the shift yes. that's in baseball. Yeah, they're they're a piece of the puzzle, right? Like what we're doing is a little different. It's it's athletes eating right, not drinking every night of a game, right? It's making sure they're in better shape. When you look at Alex Rodriguez and compare him to Babe Ruth, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, because we're aware of that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you mean that he's just more in shape? Yes. Like he's built like a Greek goddess, right? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go current, yeah. right? What's the dude's name? Aaron Judge? Yeah. Can I we pull know. up a picture of Aaron Judge? Can we, use, can we use Diamondbacks people? Six, seven, okay. All right, Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, Goldschmidt. Goldie? Goldie, right? Hitting... Peralta, four hundred, right? They're in shape, but it, yeah. that, that's what to, th to me. It's because if you're you're at the top of your game, you're in the best shape, but then you're going to hit the ball better, and it's going to produce stats. So the solution is to get agents to eat right and be no. Oh, actually, okay. in real estate, uh, you cannot eat right. At, well, I mean, and still be a good agent. I mean, maybe if you're dragging through the the, it's all of it. It's all of it, right? So, but to me, it's, uh, it's I think it's known about right. The shift. It, it, okay, it's, so it's um, your list price, the sales price, should be depending on price range within two to three percent, hmm. right? Especially if you're selling houses under four hundred thousand. If not, right? If your list price, the sales price is uh, seven or eight percent, that means that you're just you're not able to convince the people because it's not that they haven't told them because it told them. But you're, 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 you work harder on getting the listing over letting them know that it's overpriced. Right. Yeah. Right? Meaning that, you know what? I'm just going to take overpriced listings. I'm gonna, cause because some of them will sell. Right. Because what it is is the agents say, well, we do what our client wants. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good way of saying that you take overpriced listings. Honestly, it just is. Right? Like, Because the thing is, is if you demonstrated for them correctly, I mean, because – the thing is, is it's going to be on the market a lot longer unless the house is super gorgeous, right? Like, so if you're, um, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, right? Like, so I know that fixed up houses get offers even if they're overpriced, but most houses do not get offers if they're priced above the range that it's going to sell. So um, how about this? Let's say we'll call it a realtor batting average. Right. So in, in, in baseball, it's okay to hit 300. It's not okay to hit 300 as a real estate agent, meaning I list a hundred houses and I only sell 30 of them. And frankly, uh, one of the top agents in the Valley was batting less than 300 for like two or three years, meaning that they were selling less than 30% of the house they listed. Now in my argument is, is that doing a good job now? At the end of the day, we were just looking at the result. This is where it's kind of like Moneyball is that person was selling 70 million worth of listings. So we revered this agent. We were like, you're the best ever. You're you're almost like a Greek god, right? Because you sold 70 million. But, Even though they were losing. 
even though they were misleading, like to me, essentially, were they misleading 70% of the people? Because remember, if they list the house for six months to a year or two years and that house doesn't sell, did you mislead them by listing it higher? Potentially, yes. Right? Because you gave the impression they trusted you. You might have been doing what they're saying, but that's why I think that the we need to put the consumer first in real estate. Yeah. So all right. So then we're gonna have to. Is that the customer? Yes. No. That's why I wanted. What is your uh, what is your uh, standard deviation that is allowable in? Depends on your price range. Right. Yes. Because sometimes timing makes a big difference. Right, so you're going to have to know whether you can get well, the higher number. Or I not don't think that. Well, here's the thing: is if you sell 100 percent of your listings, then I would say you're really good. No, but I mean the reality is, is that it depends on your price range, right? Because there's, if you're selling a house under 500 thousand, now you, yeah, you you can't say if you're selling 100 percent of your houses, you're really good because you got. I was you got I was being it. facetious. Oh, all right. I, I was a smartass. Right? No, potentially you may be underlisting your listings if you sell 100 percent. Or just not listing enough houses. Or not listing enough houses, right? I mean, exactly. Right. If you list four houses and you sell them all, you, um, it's uh, like people that say, um, uh, I think of like quarterbacks and Super Bowls, right? Is Tom Brady better because he won five out of eight than a quarterback that won, that only won the two that he went to? Like uh, Joe. Breeze. No, but he Breeze. lost one, right? Like, no, no, yeah, Drew. Uh, well, uh, I don't know who the quarterback would be, but I'm just saying, like, okay, Joe Montana. So Joe Montana won won four out of four. Is he better than Tom Brady that won five out of eight? Uh, yes. Well, that's a debate. Oh, right, no, no, right. Well, because he made well, he only made <laughs> it to four Super Bowls, where Tom made it to eight Super Bowls. Right. Well, I mean, in football, it's different because you have offense and defense. Like they're only one player out of 22. So they don't. I mean, to me, I think that the team matters Mm -hmm. a lot more. It's like golf. It's more like golf. golf. Right. Because it's because it's. uh, Yeah. So uh, Jack Nicholas, who won 18 championships um, and uh, like Phil Mickelson has lots of seconds like you. There's a factor in that. So a couple of questions from the audience. Jim, let me get to your previous question before we get to your new one. Jeff, you're saying the wealthy buyer feels that they don't need a buyer's agent? I'm saying all buyers don't feel they need a buyer's agent anymore until until they're ready to write the contract. They they, they don't. Can I read the question? Please. They don't necessarily feel that way about a listing agent, do they? I don't see many FISBO listings above 500,000, but maybe I'm missing them. No, no, no. Here's what it is. is the... The wealthy person doesn't want to deal with the hassle because it's a very complicated price. Also, the value of selling my house is held higher than the value of I need an agent to represent me buying, finding a house. It's just two different things. I believe that people will always have an agent to sell their house because there is a marketing aspect to it. And I believe that there's experience and there's other things that – but – there's more emphasis on needing an agent on the listing side than the buyer side, I would say. Okay. And then Raul says, to me, open door is small to what Zillow, the giant, is very scary, what they can do. Well, the whole – Fair enough. They just haven't made enough 
yeah, transactions. Yeah, I only, yeah. I still think that that potentially they've got a bigger. But yeah, that's yeah. only we're only talking about five to six percent. I'm not worried direct about buyers. I'm not. That's a direct buy. I'm okay, not worried. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about open doors improvement of the process, meaning of selling your house, of selling the house, right? Meaning because they're buying it a hundred percent of the time, yeah. they, they create more certainty than everybody else. Cause it's, it's, if you choose to have that lesser price, I thought the DPL actually had a great comment on it. Maybe we should interview him on here. Actually. Apparently we're going to need to. He, uh, he said, D Patrick we, Lewis, let's wait until he's president. of AAO. Yes. Um, he, I think he's busy. Wait till he's got clout. Oh, he, oh he's got clout. <laughs> Just kidding. DPL. Uh, let's say that, uh, he said, what Open Door has shown is that realtors shouldn't have a hard time justifying their commission anymore because with a properly explained value add, homeowners are willing to sell to these direct buyers that are charging upwards of six to ten percent. But you had the word before anybody did. You just didn't say it loud enough. They are delivering certainty. Certainty. You can charge a commission when you deliver certainty. You can charge higher commissions when you can deliver certainty. Certainty. So you're going to guarantee. Guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Jim well, Mitchell. I love this question. How about the OLP original list price versus sales That's price? That's what I'm talking that's about. That's I'm talking OLP. That seems to be a much better metric as opposed to LP versus sales P. Spot SP on, Jim. Good point. Sense. I'm not talking about what the house was listed, the sales price. Because that is set to 97%. What I'm saying is, is that it's OLP to SP. And that's where we see the deviation go up and down. So the other aspect of it is... Um, Did you say OLP to SP? The thing is, is no realtor makes the OLP... Like, so if you... The app's called HomeSnap. So HomeSnap made it public. To and the realtors, because realtors, they... Wait a minute. Public? Meaning... Public viewable to agents to agents yes. right they computed it and made it viewable, viewable to, to agents meaning public to all of us because i think this is mostly a realtor audience yeah. and the realtor said i don't want that shown and because their clients the realtor they made it less obvious okay. because this does matter a lot in mm. your ability to deliver certainty Right, because there's there's several aspects of it though. It's not just OLP to SP, because a part of the algorithm that we call Agent Truth that gives people this scorecard so that you can so the agents can see. Because what well, the reason why I know that I'm talking about the customer experience versus what I'm talking about is improving the actual buying and selling houses is because most agents don't do well under a scorecard basis, right? Because the things like um, do you sell more than 20% of your listings the first at or above the sales price, right? Is it a good thing? There's a top agent that sells over 30% of her houses above at or above the list the price. OLP. So what would be the general assumption? Anyone out there? If someone sells more than a third of their houses at or over asking price would you say that they're good at marketing or what are they good at are you asking the audience i'm asking the asking audience me? all right i want to see if they agree with the algorithm that we've created okay because i have my opinion on it i just want to what do you think how about colleen are you still with us if somebody sells um let's say they sell 
85% of your listings and then of the 85 that they sell, they sell uh, 30% of the ones that are sold are sold at or above asking price. Raul, uh, Raul says underpricing and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, to me, I think the sweet spots. Tom, it, pricing the property. Yes. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that you also agree. Because the thing is, is I think maybe 15 to 20%, especially because we're in a seller's market and an uprising market, it, that is the right amount of mix, meaning that you should, um, you could still. They're good at underpricing homes, Jim, or underpricing. Yeah, homes. right. Exactly. So that's part of the metric in Especially, you know, I mean, I mean, considering that the average house is listed according to the Crawford report, thirty-three percent above the sales price. Yeah, good. All right. Well, so I think today's show, which we wanted to better clarify what it means to get better for the consumer. Yeah, we did a crappy job of explaining. I hope that that. I mean, we're going to save this. We're going to have to say this over and over again. Yes, that is. is the, that this is, is the episode. We're not saying it well yet. Yes, we're going to have to, right? So what, like, I think we're going to blast this one out because this is the core of us getting, um, meaning Drew Brees completed 72% of his passes. That's getting better at the game, right? Like, would you like, do you like, did you watch the Cardinals game on Sunday? They didn't no. complete. I saw the halftime score was 21-0. Right, exactly. So they weren't completing a lot of passes. They were getting sacked, right? Was that a good experience for uh, there's the a lot of drunk there was a lot of drunk people in the audience. No, the experience was good, for but the, the product sucked. Oh. Yeah. Right, meaning they couldn't stop the Redskins from scoring and they couldn't put, put enough. Actually, I thought their defense oh. did a good job. They only gave up 24 points. And in the NFL, you can win giving up 24 points. If so you score 30, you just didn't score. Their offense was the bad part. Their defense, I mean, 24 points is not terrible. I mean, the Saints that were predicted to win gave up 48 points. Guess what they're missing? Offense? Defense. Defense. Yeah, Defense. exactly. Yeah. They scored, what, 30? 40. 40. Right. Oh. Nothing wrong with that oh. offense, right? If you In the NFL, if you score 40 points, you're going to win a lot of games. A lot of games. You're still going to be 11 and 5. And if you let and if you let your other team score 48 points, you're going to lose a lot of games. Yes. A lot of exactly. games. Exactly. Okay. But that creates a cra- – then the mm-hmm. when, when you end up – because – Yeah. So the solution is how to make your team better. Yes. No, it's about creating your product, which is – um, are you having lots of people when people say, oh, well, I can't get people to come to my open houses. That's because they're mm-hmm. delivering a bad product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we we're trying to get, you the know, product improved. yeah, I mean, I hope to get the real, 50 to a real estate agent product improved the real estate agent product. Meaning that we want to help agents mm-hmm. do a better job at doing their job and we're not going to quit until they improve. Twenty-seven. Way to wrap it up there, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. We appreciate you coming in and listening to the podcast. Subscribe, share, share it with your friends if you like this one. If you have a question of what putting the consumer first is in real estate, let us know. We'll answer it. Yes. I think we did an okay job today. A little better. Hey, there's one of our frequent a little better. A little better. Thank you to all of our new subscribers. Thank Thank you to all our new subscribers. Yes. Thank you. Almost a hundred new people. Did you hear that? Wow, that's awesome. Hey, yay! Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Solution, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. 
save today by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash ask jeff and phil or download the apple podcast app and search for the solution hosted by jeff seabock and phil sexton you can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description including a facebook group link to the solution presented by ask jeff and phil if you have questions please leave a comment below and we will answer those questions on facebook live mondays and wednesdays at 3 p.m mountain standard time